Gloucester. Hey, welcome back to Fishtown Local. We love you out there. Gloucester has had an influx of people from other countries over the centuries, but no country has dominated Gloucester's influx as much as Great Britain. And one of my favorite English people is here with us today. I can't call her an import because she's been here since the bloody 70s, so she's been here. Cindy Scott Amero. Welcome. Hi, Judy. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> it's so great to see you. Well, I'm going to start simple and ask you, when did you and where did you come ashore in Gloucester? Ah, uh, um, I first landed on these eastern shores in 1972. Ooh, I know. Yeah. Um, when... Um, my Len husband and I brought my daughter Alison over to see mm. all the in-laws. And then I went back to England. And then we went to California. Oh, and lived. Oh, yes. During the Patty Hearst times. Oh, my God. And then we went back to England. <laughs> <laughs> and then... My landed on these shores again in 1978 and been here ever since. Oh, for good? Yeah. Oh, so your first foray was 45 oh, years God, yeah. ago. Yeah. That's almost a lifetime. Well, I was only people. 11 when I came now, you oh, remember. Okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Well, that's great. Well, now, I recall once hearing that you had grown up during the Blitz and that bombs fell around your youth. Well, um, I was born during the Blitz. Right, I shouldn't have said my, up, I, my sisters and brother, um, sister and brother are still alive now. Oh, yeah, they, they grew up. In fact, my brother, Ted, used to go out collecting shrapnel after the <laughs> in London, yeah, after the bomb blasts, yeah. Well, you know, no wonder everybody around here thinks of you as such a bombshell. <laughs> <That's, laughs> uh, yes, uh, and you are. You cheeky well, thing, you. you and I met in 19... 1980. Uh, well, 1978, 1979, because yes. when I came here, um, somebody said, oh, they're advertising for um, an office assistant, this musician magazine thing. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, I could do that yeah. part time. And I went in and yeah. that's it. The rest was history. The rest was history. That's right. <laughs> and Cindy was the head administrator, really became the boss of the boss. Oh, uh, for, oh yeah, for both publishers. <laughs> yeah. Because you also worked for Sam Holzberg. Oh, yes. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what a wonderful career. You also had a career at the Boston Garden. They. It was... When I got there, it was called the Fleet Centre. I beg your pardon. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. And yes, when it was just turned, you no. Know, yeah. And I was um, working for the president and CEO. So that's a trend there. I yeah, yes, yeah. Right. And he said, "Mi casa es su casa." So I went to every Celtics and Bruins game and every concert that I wanted to. Because you lived in the North End. I lived. Well, I moved to the North End because after I after musician yeah. closed and went to New York yeah. and. And I thought, oh, I've got to get another job, and I've got to go to Boston. And I thought, there's no way I'm going to commute. So I moved to yeah. the North End. And for those who don't know, Musician Clothes, because Billboard magazine, yeah. who had bought us in 1980, had decided that even though we'd had a tremendously successful run-up, they bought us in 1980. But in 1993, after 13 years, they decided, we're going to bring every magazine we have yeah. to either New York or Nashville. 
Yeah. Thank God they said New York. But I had grown up in New York and had no interest in going. And obviously you didn't either. Oh, Gordon, if they'd asked me to, oh, I'd tripled have? my salary. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Knowing why Billboard, I? <laughs> they wouldn't have tripled anybody's salary, <laughs> including <know>. mine. <laughs> I'll never stop moving around, for goodness sake. <laughs> exactly. Do you know how many, how many times I've moved since <laughs> I've been on K-Ban? Oh. But then all that telemarketing and aggressiveness and ambition rubbed off on you because you went to work for Fidelity. Yes, but I I'm not. I wish I was aggressive. Otherwise, I would have been a salesperson at Musician Magazine. But I wasn't mm. <laughs> because I thought, "Hey, hang on here. Um, I've got to work. I'm not going to get a paid salary. They yeah. expect me to actually get paid for things that I sell. Oh no, I can't do that." And so, what did you do for Fidelity? Oh, for Fidelity, when I first um, then, oh god, I went back to England, came back again, went back to England. And when you went back, were you moving each time for yeah, good, and then sort changed of, your mind? Sort of. Yeah. But then I came back, and I started off working at Veritude, which is Fidelity's. Um, uh, temp company. Oh, wait! And in between, wasn't the weren't you in the talent agency jazz booking biz? Yes, I was. For yes, Scott I forgot about Southard, that. Southard, who yes. also worked at Musician and lives in Gloucester and, and runs his agency Gloucester. from here. Yeah. yeah, always been around. It's a bit fun to be around those mm-hmm. kind of people, but in that business, you don't get paid very much. I bet. But uh, um, I finally managed to work at Fidelity for the portfolio managers, which is, I mean, it's an enormous I company. Bet. But I worked in for the people who look after all your 401ks, and I didn't work for the private wealth yeah. people, because yeah. I would have liked to have done that. But, you know, it was so interesting. Oh, bad. And um, you think it's very dry, but it's not. It's how our world goes around. My cousin know? has a ski chalet uh, up at Stowe. He was like the first uh-huh. one to buy, so he got it really cheap because the yeah. first people got in for yeah. almost nothing They because they wanted to get a center of gravity. And the second person to move in was Abby Johnson. Oh. And so his uh, living room <laughs> looks over her bedroom because her house is down the hill from yeah. his house. Yeah. Tell yeah. us what goes on yeah. in the... <laughs> I saw her walking around the halls yeah. occasionally, oh, yeah. yes. Well, I figured he could, you know, listen and see what the big strategies oh, yeah. were. You know, <laughs> it, well, I wouldn't understand them, but yeah. probably he would and you would. <laughs> and probably she'd be saying, well, first we'll go skiing tomorrow, then we'll go up and go into town and get groceries. <laughs> yeah. That's strategy. I bet, Oh, yeah. well, that's yeah. so much fun. Yeah, it was. Well, now you're back. And can and I say you're retired, you work for the museum a little bit, right? I'm Cape semi-retired, and yeah. I'm back working a little bit for Sam Holdsworth, mm-hmm. and I'm helping him uh, on the Fitzhenry Lane right. online project, project. And all my friends say to me, it's Hugh. I know. And I said, well, no, it's not actually. No. And now suddenly I've only been doing work there for a few weeks, but suddenly I'm an <laughs> expert. Henry. I'm um, an expert. <laughs> well, I do it the other way. When I'm with Sam, I always go out of my way to call it Fitzhugh Lane. Oh. <laughs> because they all get so upset. And in front of Rhonda and all the oh, people, they say, funny. I'm a Fitzhugh Lane. And they go, Henry. I said, well, you know, for two centuries, <laughs> he, he it was, was you. <laughs> I know. And in his house, is Fitzhugh. You know? Hey, Fitzhugh, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, All right, when you get Jim to laugh, that's a good one. (laughs) Well, now now we're really going to get Jim interested because our engineer, Jim Capillo, because... Not only do you have all these wonderful connections to employment, history, etc., yeah. etc., but the in-laws that you brought your daughter to meet yes. are none other than the wacko, in-your-face, full Monty Amaro family. <laughs> family, so yeah. So Linda Amaro, <laughs> Fly Amaro, they're all related and to JB Amaro. And J.B. Amaro. I can't forget him. And, of course, Lenny. And I was married to Lenny, yeah. and nobody knows him because yeah. he... 
he, after he... He's um, the sane one. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. he is actually. Yeah. Um, he and I met when I went to Germany. Right. Oh, this is a long story. Yeah. Well, it was London in the 60s yeah. and um, I was doing temporary work for Brook Street Bureau and my friend was doing temporary work for Vera Sug. And at that time, uh, New York, you could, there were some English secretaries going to New York. And I thought to her, I said, would you like to do it? Mm. I said, she said, yeah. So I went to my agency and they said, oh, the Labour Department here in the United States has cut down on it. But would you like to work for the Americans in Germany? So, well, it was 1966. I yes. mean, we, I said to her, are there Americans in Germany? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> she said, well, yes, it's uh, it's something to do with typing on this airfield in yeah. Darmstadt. They're looking for two people who can type. I said, oh, I've got a friend. Sure. Yeah. So, um, she and Darmstadt said, was a huge uh, airbase, wasn't well, it? Well, yeah. uh, apparently. Well, oh. I didn't know. It was Frankfurt and mine, which was the huge. Oh, which oh was the, okay. Darmstadt was the, the airbase, was the base for Stars and Stripes, which is the newspaper. Okay that we went to, and I called my friend Ali, and I said, hey, do you want to go for an interview? We can go to Brook Street Bureau tomorrow. This bloke, Frank, from the Stars and Stripes in Germany is going to come and interview us. And we went there, and there we are. We, You know, we're two 60s girls. You know. <laughs> it was, we, we didn't know what was going you, on. Were you mods or rockers? Mods. Oh, no, no mods then. It was no. all just, uh, just, just, you know. Birds. Shirt, birds. Birds, right. Birds and blokes, but um, uh, so he's chatting away to us and he was telling about the Stars and Stripes and its history and uh, it was started in, I think, 1938, 1939 for the US troops and, uh, I mean, it does have quite a history. Well, I before mean, you go on, I'm always reminded of that Blackadder episode in World War One where they talk about <laughs> king and country is their version. He goes, how is it? He goes, hmm, extremely absorbent since we have no toilet paper <laughs> or whatever. Yes. <laughs> and Cindy's the one who turned me on to Blackadder and <laughs> listeners if you have never seen Blackadder Black you, you just it is yeah. the funniest show ever on TV <laughs> I was put off by the name it sounded like cultish yeah, or something yeah, but yeah. was there ever that's Rowan Atkinson everybody yeah. knows him as Mr. Bean yeah. but Mr. Bean's like one half on a scale of one to twenty oh, and, yeah. and yeah. Blackadder is it's like fabulous. forty on a scale yeah. of one to twenty in terms of yeah. funny but anyway there you were and it was oh a, so he's saying to us all about oh da 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 and he gave us, we were smoking like chimneys in those days, and he gave us, offered us a cigarette, and it was Pall Mall cigarettes. Oh, well, there you go. These, you know, Strong. We're yeah. smoking away and this and that. We're chatting away again. He's asking about us. And he was saying, oh, it's these machines. They're teletype set of machines, and you type, type. And we're going, yeah. So then he offered us another cigarette. My friend Ali said, do you know how much these are here? They're very expensive. Yeah. Well, he said, yeah. well, if you took the this base. job, you get $140 a week, no tax to either Britain, Germany, or the US. You, these £200 mile would cost you $1.25 in the PX. You'd get um, bachelor officer's quarters with free maid service. You, so we looked at one another. Cool. Oh, yeah. and he said, and told us about the drink. So I said to Ali, oh, I said, sounds good, doesn't it? She, he said, would you like to fly over there for an interview? So we said, okay, what are you doing on Monday? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> so we flew over. <laughs> and what were you making in your temp job? Like 20 pounds a week. Well, so, I mean, not this much. Was, I mean, right, it was, so this was great. That, because yeah. it was a Thursday and a Friday, because yeah. we were free yeah. to do this and that. So this, um, this other man met us at uh, Frankfurt Airport. And we never came back. We were interviewed oh, by this guy called Colonel Campbell, who mm. was, oh, my God. <laughs> 
he had his hat on the back of his head, he had his feet up on the desk. Hi, girls, he said. <laughs> and he just sort of fell in love with my friend Ali straight away. So um, he said, well, you can start any time. So it was like, what was it? It was kind of like the end of summer. He said, we don't have any winter clothes. He said, we'll get the MPs to go around to your houses. So the MPs came round to my mum and dad's house to collect my winter clothes. Oh, my God. And they went round to her mum and dad's yeah. house to collect their clothes, <laughs> flew them over. <laughs> Wait, had you called them first or did they just show up well, and Well, they knew we the were door? going. We were, yeah. we were going, oh, you know. Yeah. And, and then you couldn't just call in those. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, it's expensive. And this right. is, I, oh, I tell point. you, though. It's like $17. I talk too. to her now. She's still a friend. And uh. I say, Ali, how... The heck did we ever survive? But that's what happened in the 60s. Yeah, it did. People took that kind of chance. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And um, you could move around then and, uh, you know, now you, well, everybody's got to And that's where you met Lenny. That's Well, Lenny was, a, when he came out, he was a, a GI, a government issue. Mm -hmm. And then he was um, in PR anyway. So he decided to stay on at the, as the Stars and Stripes as a civilian. What is, what is an NPR? Oh, um, no, he was... Um, a PR, public oh, relations. PR. I thought you an NPR. Yeah. I was saying, no. wow. Was Sorry, that? public relations. Because yeah. National Public Radio, and I thought maybe printed. they'd gotten yeah. that, those initials yeah. from the Army. And at yeah. that time, the Stars and Stripes was made up of civilians, and there were two or three, quite a few English people there, a lot of German people there. You know, was it interesting? I mean, meaning the content? Oh, it well, wasn't just pop pieces remember, on how great the you... Vietnam War was going on at That's the time. Right. What did we know? Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, we they finally taught us to teletype, which is where you have to read the tape. You yeah. know, and um, and if you made a mistake, the printers in the back of the room, the hot lead would come up and and you know hit them in the arm, and they go tight, ah, tight. But uh, there we were doing these stories, and yeah, they were. They were really highly censored. We, we just, oh, I I'll bet they were. Oh, I'll they, were. they were. Yeah, yeah. and we didn't, we, we didn't think about it. How how silly! We're just silly English girls. How long were you there? Well, in all, ten years. In Germany? Oh, yeah. I went to On Germany in '69. Um, and 69? I, well, yeah. yeah. And I remember I, I went there. to Frankfurt. Yeah. And so we were there together. Yeah. And I remember driving, a, we had a motorcycle, and we were in the traffic in Frankfurt, and they'd stopped the traffic. Actually, it was no big deal. It was just the crossing guard. It wasn't a military guard. Yeah. And a gigantic nuclear missile would go by <laughs> on... Uh, on a flatbed yeah. being delivered. I don't think it was active. It would be. But then active missiles were on the next flatbed because yeah. they would have a train of like five of these things and it was like six blocks long, the five of these things, yep. with these huge missiles on them just going by in traffic, just looking at the tail fence. Well, that's probably going to the Ramstein Air Force yeah. Base. Yeah, yeah. And we were on the Darmstadt. Oh, that was Ramstein, not Darmstein. Right. Darmstadt was the army. Darmstadt, Ramstein. Right. And, See, uh, I thought that was. But, um, and there was a helicopter base there. And uh, there was the press club and all this. And my, my friend, friend Ali and I, I remember, we'd been there for two weeks. We were sitting at the press club. At that time, they kept us on the both the same shifts, which was... Um, well, that's nice. Yeah, but yeah. it was like... Um, 6 a.m. in the morning till 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh. Didn't know there was a 6 a.m. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do now. <laughs> and we were at the bar and these two guys came in and they obviously, they apparently had just come from Vietnam on R&R and they had all their hand grenades and everything by them and they looked so tired and they got oh, to talking God. to us and said they couldn't wait to get back to the States oh, to see their, their family yeah. and uh, yeah, they were going on R&R. &R. And then oh. suddenly... You know, we're thinking, oh my God, there's this, there's this Vietnam thing yeah. going on. And, uh, 
he was. You mean because they had come from Vietnam to Remstein yep. to then they, ship no, they home? They come for, from Vietnam yeah. to Frank to Frankfurt Jeez. or Remstein. Yeah. Then they were helicoptered to Darmstadt, where they stayed in a hotel for a few weeks to acclimatize. <sighs> And then they were taken to Frankfurt and flown home. Oh. I know. Boy, the separation and the I readjustment. I tell you all these just, stories. And they yeah. get home and you think you're a hero and you arrive. And well, they, going, they were only on R&R. Yeah. They had to go back. They had to go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, and that yeah. whole thing about do I go back, you know. Oh. A bunch of them went to Canada. Wow. Oh. That is so interesting. I know. So then you came to America. And where did you come to the first time, right? Well, my, well, no, well, Alison was born in Germany. Yeah. So um, that's when we, his family all came from Gloucester and yeah. mostly Essex and Ipswich. And that's when I came over here and met them. Then we went back to Stars and Stripes. And then we yeah. moved to California because Stripes was getting all digitized. Oh, because California was your first stop. Okay. California yeah. was the first stop. And I'll never forget, um, even Lenny was shocked. And I had a girlfriend, Miriam, who used to work at the Stars and Stripes. She was then, then living in Colorado with her husband. And they visited us in San Francisco. And we went to a street market. Now, this must have been in, oh, I don't know, when was the Patty Hearst thing? Because oh, all yes. this was going on. We went to a street market, and there's this guy there with a machine. I, I bought something, and he had a credit card machine. And even Dan, her American husband, was shocked <laughs> that there were credit card machines, <gasps> sidewalk bizarre yeah. people using them. Mobile. Because yeah. Lenny and I didn't have a credit card, yeah. and we knew yeah. we had to get one. Otherwise, we were persona non <laughs> You weren't Americans. Oh, yeah. we weren't even <laughs> recognized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it was amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. But uh, it didn't sit with me very well, California, because the Patty Hearst thing was yeah. going on. Were you in the South? Were you in L.A.? No, no, we were in San Francisco, oh, where okay, Patty right. Hearst oh, was being kidnapped. Yes. And remember, there was the all the shootings at the bus stops. Symbionese Liberation Symbionese Army. Symbionese Army and yeah. the, um, I was going to say Blackadder killings. Or, oh, it yeah. was just, no, and I no. had my daughter... I, I thought, I, I, can't, I can't stay here. Yeah, Charles, <laughs> Charles Manson, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, we were, then we went to live in Mountain View, which is just by oh, yeah. um, San Jose. Yeah. And I thought, I can't live here. I've got to go back. <laughs> so, got to go back to England. <laughs> i got to go back, yeah. yeah. And uh, So then we went back to England, and I thought, I just can't live here. There's too much going on. I've just got yeah. to move. So then we came back to New England. Oh, and that's uh, great. It's it's yeah. It's... It's very much a like lot of travel. Poor Allison got hauled around. Oh, a lot. she yeah, did. Yeah, yeah she yeah. did. And she then, turned out pretty well. Yeah, but uh, then yeah. we went back to England, and I had Elizabeth. Oh, there she had both kids abroad. Yes, yeah. yes. yeah. And then Shaw brought her back, and then I took them both back. And oh, it's been mayhem ever since. Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. Yeah. Well, so when you came here, yeah. uh, before you answered the ad for us, what were you doing? Well, I wasn't. I was just... You uh, just arrived. We just arrived oh. in a few months, oh. and I thought, well, I've got to get a job, you know. Well, I remember Sam, my partner, he, we didn't know who to, what to do, and he was going, oh, no, she's got the astrological um, niceties, the necessities. He asked me what there. star yeah, sign I was. Exactly. And when I said Virgo, he said, oh. oh that's oh, what we need. Virgo, yeah. sir. <laughs> what's, what's your sun sign? What's the moon rising? And, yeah. yeah, he was into that, yeah. and it was like, okay. And, you know, as Eric might not know this, but... But I also did some voiceovers for K-Pan TV, Alandri oh. and Akari Rugs. Oh. And I was still well, that wasn't in Eric's regime. That oh, was back was, yeah. under uh, this gym. Uh, Eric's oh, sorry, the yeah. guy who runs the place. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, because he's never here. Yeah. And uh, but um, no, no laugh from him. But uh, <laughs> but in those sorry. days, it was Seneca. 
Oh, was it? Sinica Nogelov, the big um, head of KKTV. Oh, I don't, I don't Swedish. know. I just yeah. know the guy who, yeah. you know, we oh, did a few did voiceovers thing. things for KPAN. I think that was Jerry Klinow. It was yeah. Jerry Klinow. Yeah. And Jerry Klinow had him? a professional baseball glove ah. back in the 60s. And they used to form up these, this guy, Jonathan Pope, who's a school yeah, yeah, comedian, yeah. counselor guy. He used to have a, um, he rented our house when I moved out west. He used to have softball games and everyone in Gloucester would come and play. Well, Jerry Klinow had this professional glove that was from the major leagues that he oh, paid $500 yeah, for yeah. in the 60s. And the glove, you could just hold it up in the air and it was like a vacuum cleaner. Oh. Wherever the ball was. Was. It would just get sucked into the glove. He let me use it for an inning once because really? we were on opposite sides. Because yeah, yeah. I said, I'm going to have you not on my team just so I could try your glove. Yeah, yeah. And it was literally. Yeah, that was <laughs> it Jerry Klinow. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And he ran their advertising, basically. That's for right. A long time. Yeah, because I. Videos. You know, I'm, this time I'm still. I, was I? I was only doing part time work for a musician at that time, I think. Yeah. Just needed more money, do this, do yeah. that, you know. So, and it was fun. Yeah, and that's a good side like to try. Your voice is perfect. I mean, mm. Gloucester loves it's an all English right. accent. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's all um, yeah. East London accents now. And they call yeah. it um, they call it estuary English. Oh, estuary. Yeah. Okay. Estuary English I now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember you talked to us because uh, my mother grew up. I grew up in New York with my mother. She yeah. had a British secretary. I won't even call her English. I'll call her British because it was that clipped accent. And uh, the sort of disenfranchised nobility kind of thing, yeah. for several generations had been out of the dough. Yeah. And so, but she still had the accent, like "Oh, hello," yeah. and all that. And then public aunt, school accent. Yeah, my like mother that, yeah. would come home, yeah. and she would everything was. So, so I, I remember like your so, mother. Too. So I know her. We always had the English accent, because <laughs> yeah. she was with Valerie, Valerie Hall, and who moved back to England, and. Um, she, uh, so then I acquired it. And people would say, like, oh, are you English? No, no, I'm phony English. You've got to learn estuary English. Yeah. Yeah, I've got so. to learn estuary English. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What is that? That's um, It's like Essex English, you know, like Essex, East London. And yeah. they they talk like that. I mean, oh. they go with their words, grow up at the time like that. Oh, you know, I didn't oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, oh do you, hello, Sin. Oh, you used to live. Anywhere. And it goes, <laughs> and after a while, you go, oh, my God. Punch. It's like California, the Valley Girl. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. It's that yeah, version exactly. of it, sort of squeezed yeah, out. Yeah. Oh, so it's a sort of general English accent. Yeah, it's everybody. And there's so many. You listen to radio now, you've got northern accents yeah. and all kinds of accents. My mum and dad came from London, so I'm not, you know, I'm still a Londoner, but because I'm still around? No, mum and dad are gone oh, now. Oh, but because I moved that. around so much, yeah. I had to make myself understood by a lot of yeah. people. Did they come here much? No. Well, they came to um, San Francisco oh, once to visit yeah. us. Yeah. And um, I remember we were traveling, we were driving from San Francisco to um, L.A. because uh, we were going to go to Disneyland. And we stopped, we were stopped uh, at a crossing and this freight train went by. Oh, my goodness. It, <laughs> 130 cars. Oh, yeah. Gordon, it was amazing. <laughs> and my dad said to my mum, no wonder this is the richest country yeah. in the world, Jean. <laughs> And it was all full of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it just took ages and yeah. ages and yeah. ages. You think, crikey, it's a big country. Well, you know, in England, the railroads kind of came out of the civilization and what they needed. But here, it was the other way around. The railroad kind of came first for the West. Yeah. And then suddenly the railroad was out there doing that. And they needed the railroad to pull yeah. all those cars yes, full out yeah, there. Yeah. So in a way, it was a little bit reversed where the technology helped the settlement. Yeah. Uh, and so in a way... 
your father was right, but in a way, it was well, more organic. They wouldn't have been a California without the railroad. And I mean, also, you know, but. the goods in England were taken around by canals, by horse-drawn oh, that's car- right. oh, on the barges yeah. before the railroads. That's right. Well, that's, yeah. Yes. I remember Manchester, country. Manchester to Liverpool. Canal, yep. Liverpool to the rest of the world. Oh, my, yeah, it's like my friends, um, they live on a canal side and they've got a, a little barge and they'll go, they can go up as far as London if they I wanted to. So. And all the canals yeah. are still there. They're still there. And, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I have a cousin who's buying a canal boat and he. Not in- the same cousin who's in Stowe. Uh, no, this is a cousin of this Sky Island. He's uh, actually a, Scotland. a McLeod, uh-huh. yeah. And he uh, he's built the canal boat for England, though. I think he lives in England, has the house in Scotland. Yeah. Because he's a definitely English. Yeah, and, I don't uh, think the canals go up to, no, I could be wrong, I don't think no. they go up to Scotland. Because he said at some point, we're going to tour England. I said, because yeah. I invited myself and Joanne, obviously, and Bet. said, yeah. we're coming. <laughs> Not the first year, because we figure all his friends will hit him. Yeah. I said, in two years, we're coming. He goes, oh, yeah. gold, oh, yeah. gold. I got it yeah. Well, he and you, I love how you say my name. So, oh, Gordon. Gordon. I like calling you JB. JB, rather. <laughs> and the other guy, I wish I could remember it, but I can't do it with your voice in my head because I can't get back to him. Hello, Gordon. I mean, he's so, he was in the British military, too, so he's got that clipped way of speaking. Oh, yes, right. Right out of the movies. What a difference between the American military. That's yeah. another thing when yeah. Ali and I were in Germany. We couldn't be, believe we went to the officers' club playing poker and yeah. all this type of thing. And yeah. You know, and we had uh, a couple of English girls there. Where they said they one time visited sort of the British Officers Club in, I don't know, somewhere. And they said, oh, my God, what prigs they all were. So, <laughs> so you know, so were. different. Yeah, yeah, so different. Well, it's yeah. the way the world was different then. It was obviously ruled by social class, but not by um, money class. And today, yeah. that wouldn't happen because of the money class thing. It's well, like, what, in oh, Brit- you couldn't afford anywhere. Britain, yeah, you couldn't afford to go into the officers' club, yeah, you know, yeah, if exactly. you were birds, yeah. you know. Yeah. And back then, oh, you had to be, like, you had yeah. to be um, asked a guest, like yes, in course. American officers' clubs. Yeah, oh, it couldn't be any old riffraff of London who came in. But you have an advantage in a way citizen of the world that you are which is you are an American oh, because yes. of your, your um, sociabilities oh. and, but you're also an English person well I'm dual nationality yes. anyway I've got one yeah. foot here and one foot yeah. there and you haven't lost your accent so you know how people who are American go uh, to England and they come back with a phony English accent well, well you haven't dropped it and have a phony American accent it's not accent. that I do it on purpose but yeah. I think Londoners I've, we've discussed this before have long vowels yeah we will say aunt yeah. and vase yeah. and water yeah. and that but um, a lot of the, um, pil- the people who came over here originally were from the north, where they'd have those short vowels. Oh, that's right. They're, they're short. But in yeah. New England, my, my um, sis- ex-sister-in-law, Joyce and Linda, still oh, say vase. about Joyce. Yeah, yes. they still say vase. Vase, right. Yeah. But they don't say vase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. So I don't do it on purpose. Of course, when I go home, people think I'm Australian. That's why I've forgotten about Joyce, because she's so evasive. Sorry, now I forgot what I was going to (laughs) ask. So, well, that's great. Well, when you go back to England, do people say, ah, you talk like you're from LA? Oh, yes. No, they don't say I've talked like, like, but when I went back last summer, um, the cab driver who met me at Heathrow, guys, was driving to South End, which is about 100 miles away. And uh, when I got there, he said, "Um, Where do you come from? I said, oh, you know, London originally. He said, no, you're American, yeah. aren't you? I said, how dare you say that? <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, no. I said, really? Yeah. I, I can't believe. But people, a lot of people say I think I'm Australian. But yeah. it's not the accent so much, except that 
I don't go up. Yeah. Like, London's doing right, that. Right, yeah. Oh, hello, Cindy. How are you? <laughs> I haven't seen such a long time. How's everybody? I'll, I'll go even, but it also it's phrasing. I'm, I'll say sidewalk, yeah. and I still can't, but I still oh, can't right. say schedule. Yeah. I try to oh, say, you say schedule. schedule. Well, I, I, I say schedule, schedule. All Boot. depends. Garage. Well, the, no, it's no. I'm trunk. I'll do the trunk and the garage. Oh, you'll say garage. Yeah, okay, well, good. Yeah, yeah. Like garage. Oh, when I'm so. yeah, and that, that's it. When I'll go home, it's yeah. just natural. You'll you know? come back. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you'll revert and say garage. But then when I come back here, yeah, people say I can tell you've been to England for the last four weeks because <laughs> now you're so well, a little bit <laughs> so. And funny. yet they thought you were inside of England before you left, and then yeah, they realized yeah, how but much I don't there really, is a difference. Yeah, because yeah. also yeah. you talk so much faster than an English person would. Yeah, or Londoners. Well, maybe you're right. I I, when I go to, I can't understand the Londoners. So you're going so fast? Especially yeah. the cab drivers, yeah. yeah well, I have drivers. a Scottish neighbor who's the greatest guy, and I can't understand a word. Oh, oh, I can't understand a word yeah. Scott says. He comes saying, sorry, Scott. And I, you do that Seinfeld thing, like the, uh, the puffy shirt where you go, yeah. You, know, you don't understand but say you go yeah and then I realized Seinfeld you know, he, I know. he's going to be he, very committed to go on the Today Show oh, to wear the shirt sake. by just going yeah and so I'll go yeah what <laughs> yeah, I know. the guy will have to say I say could you say that a little slower and well so, my son-in-law comes from Galway and sometimes uh, and he's been here for a long time yeah. and sometimes I have to say what did you say <laughs> you're putting on your accent aren't yeah, you yeah, so right. you keep it well I wonder <laughs> what he really talks to you accent. if it comes back it probably oh, sorry it yeah, probably right. does yeah. you know but no Perhaps he does, I don't know. But then he's in Boston. I mean, everybody's yeah. Irish. Well, as far right. as I'm concerned, England and Germany's loss is our game. Uh. <laughs> and this has been a rollicking half hour uh. over already. And um, I just want to say how much I appreciate it. Uh. Cindy Scott Amero. Um, thank Did you. Did you put the Scott in because you work for Scott Southern? Oh, no. I just put that in a few years ago because... My name is Scott. That's, oh, that was my, your that's yeah. my birth name. Oh, that's your maiden name. Is, yeah. Oh, you were Hyacinth Scott. Hyacinth and oh. Scott, yeah. Oh. Always called Cindy. I was never called Hyacinth. Yeah. I don't know why my mum, my dad called me. EastEnders, why did they yeah. call me Hyacinth? Well, it's a flower and maybe it's a tradition. Oh, and my I sister was Sylvia Victoria Florence and my sister was oh. named after Princess Margaret. <laughs> okay. So I don't know, but they dad had very high hopes for us all, I think. Well, I think they were realised, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. So I want to thank my engineer, Jim Capillo, and Cindy Scottamero for coming on Fishtown Local. And you guys are both the greatest. So thank you so much. Let the dancing begin. And we'll see you next time on Gloucester Fishtown Local. <laughs>